Welcome to the Albany Update with Reverend Jason J. McGuire, Executive Director of New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. Now, with this week's Albany Update, here's Jason McGuire. Thank you for joining this week's edition of the Albany Update. Multiple news reports last week indicated that the transgender deception is spreading throughout America. But the good news is that we're also witnessing resistance to the lies and a stand for truth to what we know to be biologically and biblically true. Then, the New York State Court of Appeals, in a narrow decision, found fantasy sports betting constitutional. Those in dissent, however, see the decision as another case of judicial activism. Following that, we were physically present in the state capitol this week, after it was recently reopened to the public. And while there, we picked up some intel about another abortion bill that may be on the move in the coming days. And considering the community that our organization represents, you can imagine our surprise when Governor Kathy Hochul and Andrew Cuomo, the former governor, both demonstrated support from members of the clergy. The left certainly has organized within certain segments of the faith community. And finally, those on Long Island will want to listen up. There's a special election in a portion of Nassau County that you'll want to be aware of and engaged in, leading up to April 7th. Let's get started. In recent days, it has become abundantly clear that the transgender deception has taken hold in American society. The notion that a person's sex can change is quite simply a falsehood. The widespread embrace of that false belief is nothing short of insane. Women's sports are afflicted with what we call trans-insanity. On March 17, 2022, a male swimmer known as Leah Thomas won the NCAA Division I Women's Swimming Championship in the 500-yard freestyle. Thomas, who swims for the University of Pennsylvania, is reported to be the first transgender person to win a Division I Women's Swimming Championship. Before adopting a transgender identity, Thomas was a member of the UPenn men's swimming team, and according to multiple sources, Thomas was ranked number 462 amongst male swimmers, but is ranked first when competing against women. And how about trans insanity in government? Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson, President Joe Biden's nominee to the Supreme Court of the United States, clearly suffers from trans insanity. In a March 22, 2022 confirmation hearing, during a discussion of gender issues, Senator Marsha Blackburn, a Republican from Tennessee, asked Judge Jackson a simple question that she proved unwilling or unable to answer. The senator asked, Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Judge Jackson replied, No, I can't. Not in this context. I'm not a biologist. Senator Blackburn then asked, The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition? And we see it in media as well. This month, USA Today named Dr. Rachel Levine one of its Women of the Year. Dr. Levine serves as Assistant Secretary for Health for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and as the leader of the U.S. Public Health Service Commission Corps. There's no doubt that Dr. Levine is a highly accomplished individual. However, Dr. Levine is not a woman. Dr. Levine is a biological male who married and fathered two children before he began identifying as a woman in 2011. According to USA Today, Dr. Levine is the nation's highest-ranking openly transgender official. The story doesn't end there, however. On March 15, 2022, the Babylon Bee, a Christian satire website, 
jokingly named Dr. Levine its Man of the Year. For this offense against woke gender orthodoxy, the Babylon Bee was locked out of its Twitter account. Its appeal of the lockout was denied. The good news here is that there is robust resistance to trans insanity. The Babylon Bee has refused to give in to Twitter's demand that it self-censor its joke about the USA Today Woman of the Year Award. After she punted on the definition of the word woman, Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson was heavily criticized. Piers Morgan commented, I'm not a brain surgeon, but I know what a brain is. This is where progressive thinking leads, to a terror of stating basic, unarguable facts lest it offend the woke brigade. Dan McLaughlin of National Review added that it was certainly ironic to have a full day of encomia, to Jackson being the first black woman nominated to the court, capped by Jackson saying she doesn't know what a woman is. Sixteen members of the UPenn's women's swimming team wrote to the National Collegiate Athletic Association to protest the decision to allow the male swimmer known as Leah Thomas to compete against female athletes. Following Thomas's victory, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis issued a proclamation, declaring Sarasota native Emma Wyant the rightful winner of the NCAA 500-yard Women's Freestyle Swimming Championship. More importantly, Politico has reported that 11 states have passed laws limiting participation in girls' sports to girls, while 12 other states are considering similar measures. Christians, when confronted with trans insanity, must walk a difficult line. First, we must know the truth. A person's sex is not self-chosen or changeable. Second, we must speak the truth bravely. When some of us silence ourselves, we play into the hands of those who wish to silence our perspective. And third, we must reject the leftist argument that the only compassionate response to transgenderism is to applaud it. Confusing children about their God-given gender identities is anything but compassionate, and giving those children puberty-blocking drugs or cross-sex hormones is repugnant. Fourth, we must remember that God loves people who struggle with gender dysphoria, and we must follow his example. And now, turning a corner, on March 22, 2022, the New York Court of Appeals, New York's highest state court, upheld a 2016 law allowing fantasy sports gambling. This ruling is unfortunate. New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms has consistently argued that the 2016 law is unconstitutional. Last year, we noted that Article 1, Section 9 of the Constitution of the State of New York bans gambling, but creates exceptions for the state lottery, state-licensed casinos, and paramutual betting on horse racing. We also went on to assert that by passing the 2016 law, the legislature had attempted to sidestep the constitutional ban on gambling by asserting that fantasy sports gambling is a game of skill and not a game of chance. The court's decision, in White v. Cuomo, followed years of litigation by a group called Stop Predatory Gambling. In 2021, the appellate division found the 2016 fantasy sports gambling law unconstitutional. The Court of Appeals reversed the appellate division's decision. Writing for the majority, Chief Judge Janet DeFiori reasoned that the outcome of an interactive fantasy sports contest turns not on the performance of real-life athletes as it would with respect to a bet or wager, but on whether the participant has skillfully composed and managed a virtual roster 
so as to garner more fantasy points than rosters composed by other participants. On that basis, Judge DeFiori concluded that fantasy sports do not constitute gambling because they are games of skill, not games of chance. Chief Judge DeFiori, Judge Anthony Canataro, and Judge Madeline Singus voted to uphold the fantasy sports law, while Judges Jenny Rivera, Shirley Troutman, and Rowan Wilson voted to strike it down. Because Judge Michael Garcia recused himself from the case, Presiding Justice Hector LaSalle of the Appellate Division's 2nd Department cast the tie-breaking vote. Justice LaSalle voted to uphold the fantasy sports law. Sadly, the court's decision may encourage more fantasy sports gambling operators to go into business in New York. Next up in today's program, earlier this month, we had reported on a budget bill that would require most health insurance policies to cover abortion. Well, in recent days, New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms has learned that pro-abortion legislators intend to push for a similar bill outside of the state budget process. Senate Bill 7002 and its companion, Assembly 7573, would require New York health insurance policies that provide maternity coverage to cover abortion as well. Specifically, the bill states that every policy which provides hospital, surgical, or medical coverage, and which offers maternity care coverage, shall also provide coverage for abortion services for an enrollee. The bill would also mandate that abortion coverage not be subject to co-insurance, co-payments, or deductibles, except in the case of high-deductible plans. The bill contains an exemption for insurance policies provided by religious employers. However, that exemption would only apply to churches, associations of churches, and religious orders. Faith-based charities and family-owned businesses that offer employee health coverage would both be required to provide the required abortion insurance coverage. Even if an employer qualified for the exemption, the bill would require insurers to provide an abortion rider to that employer's employees. No employer or insurer should be forced by the state to fund a procedure that violates its sincerely held religious tenets. The bill, sponsored in the Senate by Senator Samra Brauch and in the Assembly by Assemblywoman Gonzalez Rojas, must be rejected. I urge you to contact your elected officials and ask them to oppose it. You'll also find a handy action alert on our website at albanyupdate.com. An odd story hit the wires this week. On March 17th, Governor Kathy Hochul released a list of 401 clergy from various faith traditions who had endorsed her bid for election to a full term as governor of New York. According to the New York Daily News, Governor Hochul's list of endorsees included Christian, Jewish, and Muslim clergy. One endorsee, Bishop Ebony Kirkland of the Church of the Living God in Queens, called Governor Hochul the epitome of a leader who has dedicated her life's work to public service. Bishop Kirkland added, As to the first woman to hold this office, Governor Hochul is paving the way for other trailblazers looking to make their own mark in government, business, community, or church. Well, sadly, Bishop Kirkland was silent in the governor's stance on the sanctity of human life or the sacredness of marriage. Perhaps those are issues that should be considered by the 400 clergy on this list. And it's no coincidence that Governor Hochul made her announcement just hours before former Governor Andrew Cuomo spoke at a church in the South Bronx. The Daily News reported that Cuomo, who was seriously considering a run for his old office this fall, 
has embarked on a political rehabilitation tour this month. That rehabilitation tour has focused on church outreach. Prior to his March 17th speech in the Bronx, Cuomo spoke at an African-American church in Brooklyn on March 6th. Recently, city and state New York asserted that Governor Hochul and Cuomo are battling for the endorsements of faith leaders in the black and Latino communities as speculation continues about Cuomo's political future. Clergy on the left are certainly engaging in the upcoming election. And finally today, on April 7th, a special election will be held to fill a vacancy in New York's 20th Assembly District. Assembly District 20 is located in the southwestern portion of Nassau County on Long Island. The district was represented by Assemblymember Melissa Miller from 2017 to 2022. Assemblywoman Miller stepped down in February due to a family health matter. The Democratic candidate for the seat is David Lobel of Cedarhurst. Previously, Lobel worked as a special assistant to Governor Andrew Cuomo. The Republican candidate in Assembly District 20 is Ari Brown, also of Cedarhurst. Brown is running on the Republican and conservative lines. His stated priorities include support for law enforcement, opposing cashless bail, advocating for parental choice in education, investigating the COVID-19 nursing home scandal, and repealing congestion pricing in Manhattan. The April 7th special election in Assembly District 20 will be a bellwether for how the two major parties will fare in the suburban areas of New York this fall. All eyes are on this relatively small race. You have been listening to the Albany Update, hosted by the Reverend Jason J. McGuire, Executive Director of New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms exists to influence legislation and legislators for the Lord Jesus Christ. To learn more about this ministry, issues you've heard on the program, or to make a financial contribution in support of New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms, visit albanyupdate.com or call 585-225-2340. Additionally, you can mail correspondence to P.O. Box 107, Spencerport, New York, 14559. You can receive the latest legislative updates at facebook.com slash albanyupdate. Follow New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms on Twitter at Albany Update or sign up to receive the weekly Albany Update email by texting the word FREEDOM to 22828.